0: it's the score north twin show
1: i feel like this music is too optimistic right now declan oh boy i feel i feel like it should be a Funeral dirge or something like that. Um, so we, we were, full disclosure on this, we were uh, debating what was going to be our show at 10 o'clock because we've obviously got it's a Write That Down Wednesday. We've got the traditional Write That Down. We've got the Purple Daily Write That Down. And, uh, you know, we thought, well, if the Twins just, like, lose or if they win, but it's a ho-hum game, is that worth a Twins game beyond the grid? And uh, then, unfortunately, all hell broke loose last night. If you have not heard yet, here's the news. Uh, well, the, the breaking news this morning to clear this out of the way is that Carlos Correa with the plantar fasciitis has gone on at the IL, and Trevor Larnick is being recalled. So hopefully, time off his feet can help him as the playoffs approach on October third. The head the worst news though is this: if you were watching the game last night, you saw Royce Lewis um, pulled up a little bit lame at one point. I think it was in the sixth running the bases but he stayed in the game came up to bat the next time and fouled a ball off and clearly was in some type of distress was not happy uh and he was taken out immediately Declan after the game they announced left hamstring tightness according to the twins and so the quote that I am seeing here post game from uh acting manager Jace Tingler with Rocco Baldelli at at, Home with his wife and new twins, newborn twins, was quote, "You're hoping for the best on Royce, but I think with how these hamstrings and soft tissue, you don't really know. You don't really know until the next couple of days and see how he responds. It's just, it would just be a guess at this point." As a guy who is desperate to see the Twins end their 18 game playoff skid, Declan Goff, your thoughts?
0: Um, not great timing, however. However, your uh, magic number is now down to three. So I mean, you're going to potentially clinch this division as soon as tomorrow, if not by Friday. Uh, this is the plan all along that, hey, even when if barring the unfortunate injuries that have taken place here, it was mostly going to be a town ball team, A St. Saint Paul Saints team over the last week of the season, rightfully so. I know there's some talk that the that they climbed four games back. That I'm, I'm not looking at the two seed at all at this point. Um you clinch the division. You rest all your starters, and um, you know maybe you get some at bats here and in there, just so guys aren't completely rusty coming off the bench for ten days, not swinging a bat or or uh, being in the infield or whatnot. But uh, yeah, not great, not great. Uh, Carlos Correa probably not going to play for the rest of the regular season at this point. Royce Lewis is a hamstring. Uh, yeah, he he left the game looking pretty pissed in the in the end of the dugout, rightfully so. Little shocked he stayed in from the get go. Especially I, after I the about that. double play he tried to run out. Um, as much as you love to rip Rocco and as much as uh you've even advocated for maybe Jace Tingler taking things over, not sure what Jace was thinking, just keeping him in at that point, especially in a game that was already over. The twins had had that game in control. May as well just take him out, no problem. Yeah. And they don't. Uh, but at this point, I would uh hopefully that I this point I would I would hope that Royce Lewis is just able to rest a little bit. Again, you're not Fighting off teams back and forth here, so even though the injuries are unfortunate, uh, the Twins have kind of built up this cushion where they can give themselves some time, and it's not like they're rushing into the playoffs by this weekend.
1: Yeah, let's uh, let's start off with the fact that they didn't take him him out, and you know, if Rocco had been there, would would he have taken him out? Is this a training athletic training staff decision that you know because we all we all saw him, we all saw him run and then sort of gimp. bit, So like that, it wasn't like he hit it well. And I, I saw a tweet that, you know, Dan Gladden on the radio side basically talked about how Royce is coming out to play third base after grounding into that double play. Right. And then and that he didn't look right. And that so I am I guess I'd like to know why he stayed in and what the exact explanation is there, because on the surface, unless there's a good one, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And I don't know if that is a, you know, if Baldelli could have gotten in the way there, because it certainly feels like a move that Baldelli would have made to, t- to take him out. Or if that is just the athletic training staff saying he's staying in, but, or he can, you know, because I'm sure the athlete, the athlete always says, I'm fine. Like the athlete, unless his leg is broken, says, oh, I can play, I can right. play. um, So I think that's a major talking point because it's a hamstring and a hamstring only gets worse. This is what concerns me. So, yes, the rest will be good. The rest is great. But Correa admitted uh, in the clubhouse after coming out of the game on uh, Monday night, I believe it was. Yeah, on Monday night, he said, I can rest, but it's not going to improve. Plantar fasciitis, unless it rips, is not like like he would need months off. Like, I, I believe um, on the telecast a couple of nights ago, they were talking about, uh, I forget if it was TV or radio, Jonathan India of the Reds, who's, who's a nice player he had this and like missed a month. Like he missed a extensive amount of time because it just takes rest. Hamstrings worry me because like they can once they're in once you've had a hamstring if you come back it can go like that. So I get your point and I hope you're right. I hope to God you're right, but I am concerned. But here's where so but here's where I, what I tweeted last night. And and you know what? I'm hard on sports teams here because I think a lot of times they just deserve it. But As a sports fan in this state, here's what I think is patently unfair. How is it that Royce Lewis can't stay healthy? How is it that Byron Buxton, because I tweeted this too, I don't fault them. These are not two guys that I'm going to, you know, Miguel Sano sabotaged his own career. Shame on him. Uh, Miguel Sano is at fault for Miguel Sano not playing baseball. Byron Buxton and Royce, have done nothing but try their asses off to play. And they are, Declan, they are elite talents. And it hurts my heart as a Minnesota sports fan. It seriously does. That we can't watch. It's not just the excellence that they would bring to their teams, but it's the excellence of sports. Like, sports fans wait for these guys. Yeah, You know, they wait. For these guys, we we watch. I've always said this. We watch a lot of crappy games and and a lot of very average players because every once in a while, a great game comes along or a great player. And yes, Royce Lewis and Byron Buxton have their faults. And I totally get that. But when they're operating at 100 percent, they're special. It just pisses me off to no end that these two elite talents cannot stay healthy. If this was the first time Royce got hurt, I'd be like, okay, that sucks, but, but it, you know, but this poor guy's torn his knee up twice. Buxton is, who knows? I really, I feel cheated by the sports gods (laughs) when it comes to the inability of guys that we would love to watch play their whole career here, or at least the prime of their career here, and they cannot stay on the field.
0: Yeah, it's frustrating. You know, with Buxton, there's enough of a longer sample size. And both him and Royce Lewis, I mean, respective one and two overall draft picks, top prospects in your organization, top prospects basically in baseball, and have unfortunately suffered not just, you know, random, not just um, a consistent similar injury. They're suffering random, crazy injuries. You know, Buxton has had been on the IL for everything from a concussion to a toe Uh, Royce Lewis slips on ice in the offseason and tears his ACL Um, and and has torn it now what twice I believe in his young career he's not even 25 years old and now it's hamstring tightness it's just the whole thing to me is quite bizarre Um, and it's really sad because this is what another postseason run where you're going to be without potentially some star players you go back to 2020 even when the when the twins basically lost Donaldson and Buxton right before the series started 06 you lose lariano halfway through the season that was a huge buzzkill. 2010 you lost justin morneau who was going to win another mvp to a concussion you can go down the list of literally every twin significant playoff run for the last 15 years and there has been one just absolute horrible injury that has kind of derailed their chances and they have the what if thought of man if this person was healthy this series and this probably run looks a lot different and Luckily, like I said, I I'm buying this. I'm buying the sake of time here. Um, I'm I'm buying that the fact that hopefully Correa, who's on the IL here, the plantar fasciitis, it's, it's either falling out or it's 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 rehabbing well, right? It's it's trending in the right direction. And with hamstrings, yes, they are incredibly tricky. But again, you know, you're not playing a play. The playoffs open two weeks from yesterday, so you got 13 days here. This is, I believe, a little bit of a luxury. You just rest, Royce Lewis. Hopefully, he's right. Get him some swings in a week from now. So, again, he's not completely cold for two weeks. I still like Royce Lewis cold coming off the bench than not having Royce Lewis at all. But I think the I think the luxury of time here is going to work out in the Twins' favor.
1: I hope so. I think that the thing with with Carlos is you just want to get him to be able to play shortstop. Like, I, that's not... He... he It sounds like the pain subsides somewhat and the, the kick in the pants is that he said pregame Monday that the foot had felt great. He's like, it hasn't felt this good for months. And then of course he goes out and cuts it loose chasing a, I think a pop-up and it, and it completely goes. Um, I think the biggest hope with Carlos is that he can play. I don't think you're going to get a substantial uptick on what he's done. Uh, I, but if he can play, and again, it doesn't go south. That's the, that's the problem, too, is like if, if it bothers him, he probably can't play. But um, I'm more concerned about Royce, and here's why. I don't trust the Twins, and I'm not surprised. Again, I will go, go back to a phrase that I've used with Phil a thousand times, but, you know, sports lying, right? Strained hamstring, they, they know far more. And that's what worries me. If it was really just a slight strain, eh, it's just a little thing. It's just a little thing. But, Declan, how many times have we heard from teams? Eh, yeah. It's just a little thing. Don't worry about it. And then a guy is out for, you know, forever, for a long, long time. And so I don't expect them. I'm not, you know, just to, just to be clear, I'm not calling the Twins bad people. I am saying they ain't going to share the truth. Um, and I just, I just hope to God that by staying in the game, he didn't make it substantially worse so that it started to go like hamstrings are weird, right? Cause once you get there, it's like, you got to really stop. And to your point, then just rest it up. So I hope to God that that extra at bat and that swing was really like, that was a weird sequence because he just went to stride. And I, um, according to Dan Hayes, Twitter account from the athletic as well, post-game tingler said, Royce has been dealing with some heel soreness coming into the game, which might explain why they said before the game that they were not going to move him to shortstop, because they dismissed that to, to yep. your point about don't don't move him, um, they pretty much dismissed it immediately, but if he's dealing with heel soreness, that would make sense to not ask him to actually start to go to a position where he's got to range more left and right. Uh, okay, pop quiz, hot shot. You get one of these two you get one of these two: Korea or Lewis. Like one can come back and be fine. Which one, and, and by the way, they're both fine, or like one of them's fine, 100% can give you his all in the playoffs, but one of them is not. Which one do you take at 100%?
0: This is a really interesting question because I think a lot of fans would just say Royce Lewis because he's on this absolute tear and um, there's more optimism around him and he looks like a, a franchise star. And Correa has going, is going through, regardless of the injury, his worst offensive season as a pro. Carlos Correa is legitimately one of the best postseason hitters of all time. I, 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 you. If if you have questions about Carlos Correa and him slumping right now, go look up his postseason numbers. They are legitimately some of the best of all time. He has played in the postseason basically every single year outside of last year with the Twins. I believe he's eighth, eighth all time in home runs. Think about that. Think about like he only seven other guys in Major League Baseball postseason history on. have hit more. Postseason home runs than wow. Carlos Correa. He is an incredibly, not incredibly clutch player. Man, like he has he's he's delivered so many moments. Regardless of the cheating Astros scandal, which is legitimate, I don't I, I don't fault you there. Right, but he has delivered some clutch moments. That being said, I think I'm taking Royce Lewis still. If if you're giving me the magic wand, and you're saying yep. I, I get a complete, fully healthy player, two of of their best self. I think I'm taking Royce Lewis. I know that sounds completely bizarre because on paper, Carlos Correa is legit one of the best playoff hitters of all time. But uh, I think I'm going to yeah. take Royce Lewis, Judd.
1: Off the top, I am, as as you explained, I'm like inclined to agree completely because I love the kid. And, and, and what makes me mad too is he is the reason why I went from despising this team to actually enjoying them. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I mean I don't I don't back off of anything I said about the twins before before Royce got got hot and actually brought fun back to baseball at Target Field, but wow it is a tough one. Um, in fact, I'm looking here. Okay, all time postseason home run leaders. Manny Ramirez is, is one with 29.
0: That's actually, a funny list.
1: Jose Altuve is two with 23. Bernie Williams is three. Good for him with 22. Jeter is fourth with 20, of course, you know, in in the case of the Yankees and and the Astros more and more now. They've just played a ton of preseason games or postseason games. Albert Pujols is tied for fifth with 19. George Springer, also 19. Reggie Jackson tied for seventh with 18. And as I scroll down, tied in that list at seventh, Mickey Mantle, Nelson Cruz, Carlos Correa. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then um, after that, tied for eleventh is a list uh, that begins with David Ortiz with seventeen. But yeah, I had I hadn't even thought of of that. But it it is a discussion point too. Like if you could bring Carlos Correa back at one hundred percent and plop him at shortstop, and he starts to hit like that, it's not a slam dunk. I'd probably go Royce just because I like him more. Right, but. But you're right. It's a difficult, if one of those two could be completely healthy, and by the way, one play shortstop too. Yeah. Like, you can't discount Most. that. Like that That's the one thing. I will give Correa credit for a couple things here. One is, he's played through something that I think a lot of guys would have shut themselves down for, and I would argue that he would have if it hadn't been for the tumultuous off-season of the Giants and Mets, basically saying, you're too hurt to play, dude. I, I think that was a challenge. And I think he said, screw it. I think what he said is, you are challenging me, because I think there's a ton of pride there, and there should be. Um, but that's the first thing. But the second thing is, and I will harp on this till the day that I am dead, <laughs> when you watch a shortstop like that, like that play, you begin to take it for granted.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, how in your lifetime, how many plays? And yes, he's made a, a few mistakes, but how many overall plays? has Carlos Correa made that since you started to watch the twins at shortstop, don't get made. Right. Cause you don't go back to Gagney. No, like you don't go back to the best guys. So like from the first day that you turned on a twins game as a fan to now, if you were to take, you know, Jason Bartlett or, or shortstop X instead of Carlos Correa, how many balls would have gotten through or plays not been made because that guy's arm and glove is incredible.
0: Yeah, he's an incredible shortstop. He's one of the best um, in the game. And two-way, too, outside of this offensive, um, you know, lull he's having this season, he has been legitimately also one of the better offensive shortstops, too. So usually Twins fans are used to seeing, I think, really good defensive shortstops that are just absolute bums with the bat. I mean, you've seen that with guys like Pedro Florimone. We used Adam Everett on the Immaculate Grid the other day. Like, you know, we, we there there have been plenty of pretty slick fielding defenders who are then just absolute you know hacks at the plate and he is a legitimate elite defender and typically one of the better hitters in baseball too and to our point one of the best postseason hitters of all time um i'd be curious on phil's answer on this too because i think i think he might lean correa but i would be shocked if he said royce lewis either man
1: i i would say the shortstops of recent vintage while some of them can field, I think Correa gets to more baseballs. And I also think that his arm, like his arm is a cannon. And if if you go back like to uh, Polanco, for instance, okay, Polanco's problem was there, there were times where you didn't know where the throw was going to go. And sometimes it would sail over the first baseman's head. Correa, if nothing else, has mastered the art of the skip throw. And so like his like I just think he does a ton of things that most shortstops can't do. And I will yeah, give I him a and and I will give him for being hurt a ton of credit and he deserves heat because he's being paid a ton and you do expect more at the plate. I totally get that. Um but you know, we have both just seen a lot of guys at positions with this team in the past where you're like, "Yeah, it's not that great." And this guy is legitimately fantastic. And with the shifts, at least, I mean, I wouldn't say shifts are dead because we certainly do see guys like behind the second pace bag now, which you didn't see um, back in my day. But that being said, there is a, it's not nearly as much as it was because of the rules. And because of that, he's probably making more plays and gold gloves, if they were done right, would now be going back to being deserved where I thought the shift killed that because it's like, well, if you can make every play on a ball that's basically hit at you, that's that's the shift. That's not a great fielder. So, anyway, yeah, that's a tough one. Let's just fill that because I'm with you. I'm not quite sure he would say Royce, and I'm not. I'm if I didn't like Royce Lewis so damn much, I'm not sure I'd say Royce. Correct, but I will because I just I just do like him. Should we try an immaculate
0: grid? Let's do this. Yeah, I'm down for grid. Let's do it. Uh, before I get there, though, do you want to tell us our friends about Finchholm Solutions?
1: I was going to ask if you Maybe. wanted to hear about... Uh, yes, yes. The uh, the grid is sponsored by our friends. You're looking at it right there. Finchholm Solutions. Look at that. You know what? That Music is played for immaculate grid time, but it also could could be because you got an electrical problem at your house and you're like, I got to solve this problem. How do I solve it? Who do I call? I'm going to tell you right now. It's easy. Cody Finch and his team at Finch Home Solutions. Uh, Problems big, problems small, lights flickering. That's a big deal. Don't ignore it. Call Finch. They're going to show up quickly. They're going to be fast. They're going to be efficient. They are great at what they do. 612-357-2604 612-357-2604 finchhomesolutions.com right now by the way the finch friends and family plan uh, includes one free electrical inspection a year no dispatch fee priority dispatching so you're going to go to the top of that list folks 10 percent discount on all work performed in your home only 995 of a month you have to call them on this one it is 612-357-2604 finch home com. if you have an electrical grid problem finch can solve that now Declan and i are going to try to solve the immaculate grid problem today
0: all right so here's the immaculate grid from left to right we have we need a pirate who was a seattle mariner a pirate who had a 300 career average hitter stop through there and a 200 hit season uh batter for the pirates in the middle with that team right yep they just they had to hit 200 with that team yep okay Uh, We need a White Sox who was a Mariner, a White Sox who has had a player with a 300 career average stop by, and a White Sox player who had 200 hits in a season with Chicago. Uh, And then we also need an Angel who was a Mariner, an Angel who has a career 300 average, and an Angel with a 200 hit season. Uh, I will put our mystical eight minutes on the clock.
1: Yeah, I'll put ten.
0: Put twelve. And well, not we can't. We have. Uh, I love that grid. down guess. So we'll have to uh, go with eight minutes here. And uh, we're um, rude. All right, we're rude sometimes. I see uh, multiple twins options here uh, on the left side of the grid. Yeah. Yeah. I see Alex Colomé in the middle. He was a White Sox closer, and then I believe, didn't he go right to Seattle? Or not right to Seattle afterwards, but I think he also spent time with the Mariners. He was obviously okay. with the Twins and the White Sox. He was a disaster with the Twins. Sure. Alex Olomé. Oh, my God, 0.8%. Oh,
1: oh, point. nice, nice. Because I think the, uh, the slam dunk there is uh, Ken Griffey Jr., so oh, that's yep. awesome. Yep. All right, Angel, Angel, who was a Mariner. Oh,
0: um, um, Kendrys Morales, who spent like six weeks with the Twins. He was more known right. with the Angels. And think he was actually, oh, that's gonna he was actually pretty good with the Mariners. Too. He won a World Series. Yeah, Series.
1: he broke his leg. He yes. suffered that horrific leg injury celebrating a home run. Oh, it's 4%, um, 4%. with the Angels because he, he was a good Angel. And then he, he also bounced around to Toronto, I, I think, at some point in time. All right, and then is there a twins option for the a mariner who also played for the Pittsburgh
0: Pirates? Zach Duke uh, has been around with everyone. He was a starter with the yep. Pirates, and he's been a reliever for. I mean, he's not Edward Jackson territory, but he's close. Carlos
1: Santana obviously played uh, for has yep. played for both That's, those teams. Uh, that'll be high, I believe. Um, yeah, I think um, Duke. I'm trying to think. Trying to think of trying to think of twins. Dave Hollins was a Philly and a Mariner and a twin, but he uh, he never played for the Pirates. Carlos
0: Silva didn't go to the Pirates.
1: Uh, he went to the. He came from Pubs. the Phillies, and then he went to the Cup. Yeah, but he yeah. came from the Phillies. He played for so Seattle. he was out. He signed a big. He was. Seattle.
0: Um,
1: let's think on that one, and let's just solve some of these other ones because we yeah. we can probably get these pretty simply. Um. Did Sean Casey? Is he a three hundred
0: hitter? Sean Casey. He's a good hitter.
1: I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know this. I'm. I'm literally throwing it out. I'm not. I'm not it.
0: sure. There's a lot of options. I think for well, like, what we have the Clemente's, the uh, Hornsby's, yeah. the that era <laughs> of of Pirates.
1: Yeah, Clemente would fall. Fo- Clemente is both would, would fit work. in both of both, both of those. Yes, Al Oliver was a hell of a hitter, but I don't remember if he's. Um, that's Al again. This Oliver. is, yeah, a really good hitter. I I don't, but but I'm not positive. Okay. The these are this is the type of immaculate grid that I, sports <laughs> dad does not like.
0: But uh, I won't complain
1: about it because there's no sense of complaining. How about
0: Manny Ramirez? He stopped with the White Sox, and he was a 300 career hitter. We just looked at his postseason numbers. Sure, Manny. Yeah. Manny being yep. Manny being Manny. Oh, 2%. I thought that'd be higher. Uh,
1: um, Angels, Vlad Guerrero, C- Carew... I think
0: Carew... I think... Because Carew was, I was, think... was hobbled by the time he got to the Angels. He probably was a yeah, 300, I don't think critter, he had uh, 300 hitter. 300 hitter,
1: but not a 200 hits guy with the Angels, yeah, so right?
0: Let's, let's do Carew for the average. Yep.
1: Yeah. Okay,
0: 31%. That's high. Uh, and then yep. Vlad, I think this is going to be a high grid, regardless, because this is hard to do. Yeah,
1: well, once we get into this, I'm not, I'm.
0: Not oh yeah, okay, so. a couple thirty percent's on the
1: board, but that's fine. Yeah. But but we're still immaculate.
0: Yes, this is true.
1: We're still we're still immaculate.
0: White sock, sho- um, sho- shoeless Joe Jackson. I mean, I I don't didn't I mean, shoeless yeah, Joe that's... have? He was a hall of, I mean, well, not a hall of okay. famer, right because. Well, he should be a Hall of Famer, he hall
1: but Fame. he's uh, yeah. But his implication in the nineteen nineteen Black Sox betting scandal. But yes, he should be two hundred back in that day. That was that's very he's literally very in here as this show. It's good to know.
0: Oh wow, forty eight percent. Good lord. Okay. That means there's not that many. That means though. there's not a ton. Yes.
1: Okay, so let's just take Clemente for one one of these two spots then, since we're we're punting on. Okay. Percentages. Roberto Clemente, not Cody Clemens. <laughs> All right,
0: forty-five. Yep, that's fine. Uh, Hornsby, what do you want to? Do you want to do here?
1: Mm, pirates three, So three hundred career hitter as um, doesn't have to be as a pirate.
0: Nope, just had to stop by there. But he's a three hundred career hitter. Who else were on those? Pirates teams with him. I mean Horns like Honus Wagner? Isn't he an old yeah. time he's old timey right? Oh god, yeah, he is Honus from, Wagner and be... from the 20s and
1: 30s, I believe it was. Yes, his uh the the famous T206 tobacco card that sells for like 50 <laughs> million dollars now. Um Yeah. Dave, Dave Parker? Yeah. Wasn't he, I like, don't, was you he know, on the Willie's or oh, really He I'm was sorry. on the he was on the 79 We are family team along with Stargell. Those guys had a lot of power and were very good. I don't know if they're three hundred career hitters though.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, I I think I think Honus Wagner would be. I think that's right. Honus. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. I think he might have been in. I think he was in the initial Hall of Fame class with Ty Cobb. All right. 25%. Oh, that's nice. Look okay. at that. Look, look at how he looks. That guy was out all night. Look at Honus Wagner Honus was out. Look at that Honus Niles. Wagner was out drinking. He he went to the bar, sat up at the bar, and had a bunch of drinks, and then went out and hit three home runs the next day. <laughs> Newsreel. Right.
0: So I said right. Zach Duke. Uh, who else? There's got to be another. Are you confident twin.
1: in Zach Duke? I'm
0: fairly confident in Zach Duke. Okay. So
1: who? What twins played for the Mariners? Even I'm trying to. Dave Hollins did, but again, he did not. He did not go to Pittsburgh. He was never in Pittsburgh. Burt Blyleven played for Pittsburgh, but he was not. A, he was never a Mariner. Oh, man.
0: oh boy. Morneau didn't go I mean, to Seattle. And Lariano didn't go to Seattle. If, if we
1: want to be immaculate, Carlos Santana is right. If we want to get the score down, Zach Duke. I don't know that there's a twin. So... If if we want to take a shot at a lower score, Duke, let's go Duke, Zach Duke. Duke. Duke, Duke,
0: Duke, Duke. We did it. Okay.
1: It was a Well, we're not going to do great on the score, so well, that's too bad because yes. like
0: we have four squares.
1: I know, but this is why I don't like the game like this. Oh, they 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 don't make it. Random. Among my gripes is it's much harder to do a rarity score when you're dealing with like shoeless Joe Jackson.
0: Four point six.
1: Look at it, Dex. It's two hundred plus hits. Yeah. White Sox, nine. Angels, four. Yeah. The Angels were an expansion franchise in 1961.
0: Most popular answers. Okay. Well, all right. We're immaculate. Hi, Immaculate. Figgins. Figgins. Sh- yeah, Sean Figgins. Sean Figgins. Sean Figgins. Oh, wow. That's a good in one. In fact, uh, I mean, look at these. No one. We got these ones the easiest. Those were the hardest ones. Well, that's because that's how the game's supposed to be played. Granted, it's teams. Twenty nine percent with uh, White Sox. Yeah, that must be. We'll go back
1: up and look at that though, dude. It's four. It's four for the Angels. That's ridiculous. It's nine for the. The Pirates have been around since since nineteen hundred ish. They have only had fifteen.
0: The last White Sox to hit two hundred hits was Albert Bell in ninety eight, and before yeah. that, the last guy to do it was Nellie Fox in nineteen fifty four. They went. Almost 50 well, years between 200 hits, and they haven't had one in 25 years. That's insane. Yeah, and then won a World Series.
1: Absolutely, absolutely insane. But you know what's not in- insane, Dex? Oh. insane. What's not insane? Put me back on the screen. Is you're going to tell us? You're going to tell us about an, an opportunity where, where for Christmas, you could help Judd add to his wall, his collection Good. of photographs. Tell me how to do it.
0: Like universe, uh, from our friends at Universal Sports Auction. Uh, you can get this great Nolan Ryan painting. In fact, you go to scorenart.com slash shop. Go to the uh, on, on the collectible side from our friends at Universal Sports Auction. You use promo code SCORE, S-K-O-R, and you'll get 10% off the product site-wide. Right now, there's some uh, yeah, there's some great Vikings jerseys. You got Jordan Addison. You got Harrison Smith. Of course, we have uh, the great picture of of nolan ryan there that's available plenty of awesome options a tory hunter jersey that's sweet uh yeah use promo code score s-k-o-r to save 10 percent on all products site-wide go check out our friends at universal sports auctions awesomeness
1: all right, it's a write that down Wednesday, my friend. So uh, tell the fans of the Twin Show what they need to know. And then we're and then we'll get to a bunch of predictions that'll turn out to be wrong.
0: Yep. Uh, hit the subscribe button for Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment. Write that down. Predictions on both shows. Send a prayer to Royce Lewis and Carlos Correa.